Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. The Alien Cosmic Expo will be held in Brantford, Ontario, June 26, 27, 28, and will feature 24 internationally acclaimed experts and researchers of UFOs, crop circles, alien abductions, and much more in this three-day 2015 summer Canadian event. Experts in the field of extraterrestrials and alien encounters, out-of-body experiences, past life regression, soul reading, psychic and mediumship will all be presented with professionalism, integrity, and credibility, making the Alien Cosmic Expo the largest event of its kind in Canada for 2015. The Exhibitor Hall will feature a spectacular lineup of gifted mediums, psychics, astrologers, channelers, aura photography, healers, as well as books, DVDs, alternative health products, crystals, jewelry, and much more completing the venue with something for everyone. For all information and to purchase your tickets for the Alien Cosmic Expo, go to www.aliencosmicexpo.com. That's www.aliencosmicexpo.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. It is hour three, three minutes past the hour of 10 p.m. in the eastern part of Canada, the United States. And I'll tell you something, this has been a great show for Thursday, May the 28th, in the year 2015. My guest this hour is MUFON author and UFO investigator, Mark Saint-Germain. And Mark, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for joining us, Mark. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a former military and uh, after I got out, I um, work in the construction. And uh, because we're in Quebec, and in the winter, it's not uh, it's not easy to work in construction. So I, uh, with the time, right. I was able to have my own company. So uh, after Christmas, we just shut down the company till March. So I have uh, plenty of time. <laughs> And uh, so I read and I did some research and uh, on all kind of stuff. And uh, before uh, getting to uh, ufology, I was uh, mainly interested in anthropology, uh, history of the humankind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what I studied was a little bit outside the 
you know, common path. And uh, I realized that there was something to uh, ancient myth uh, that, in fact, there's a story there. So I uh, studied uh, a lot of uh, mythology. Right. And I and uh, I did some uh, comparison between uh, different, you know, uh, from uh, India, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, South uh, America, from uh, Greece, Egyptian, uh, Sumerian. And when I was uh, looking at that, it opened my mind uh, a little larger than before because I saw there were talking about the same thing that, you know, gods came here and uh, planned uh, some uh, civilization here and there, and uh, they fought and uh, so and so. And I say, oh my God, it may mm. be really, uh, it's maybe true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, I'm um, uh, skeptical, <laughs> but uh, a skeptical. Um, and more curious than skeptical, so I kept dogging, you know, uh, sure. digging uh, about the, that topic. And uh, and one time I, I have so much information that I wrote, uh, I wrote the first book. It was about uh, our secret history, secret history of the main kind. But mm-hmm. when we take it from a mythological uh, point of view, that may, uh, you know, uh, put us, uh, our civilization, um, uh, coming from a different place than from trees, <laughs> if you know uh, what I mean by sure. that. Yeah. So, um, but, and then I, be, uh, I began to uh, give some lecture uh, about it in Quebec, and uh, people were looking at me like if I were, uh, uh, if I was an extraterrestrial myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what's wrong, with you people? Uh, I was, I thought, I was too far. You know, yeah, too far. So I said, okay, let's take a step back and say, let's just talk about alien and UFOs. Uh, so I, I did again uh, some research. My, my first book took me ten years to, you know, to do it. And this, the the the, the other one, uh, the Falcons Keepers, took me three years. Yeah. So, but uh, worth it. I'm very very proud of it. Um, I didn't try to, you know, uh, rewrite another another UFO book. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's completely uh, different from many others uh, on the topic. What is different is, um, you know, uh, the majestic documents. Yes. Uh, they are, um, as you can see them as um, controversial documents. Uh, even me, at the first time I... Uh, I uh, I saw those documents. Uh, many people said, "Oh, they're fake, they're fraud, and mm-hmm. so and so." So uh, every time I uh, saw the, those documents, I then read them. And uh, one time, I've I've uh, accidentally, uh, you know, felt on on one, and I read it. Oh my God, that's that is you know something that I'm thinking is, um, you know, the the overall story look like uh, I was going to think about it. So it says, oh, maybe something to it. So um, I start to read great part of them. Say, maybe the, the, the cover-up is to uh, say these documents are fraud while they are authentic. They are genuine. <laughs> so, I, and I, I thought, if I were the CIA, what would I do? Because the, these documents are, you know, now accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. So I said, I will just say they are frauds. <laughs> and I say, okay. So I, you know, I print them, uh, all of them, and uh, 
put them in uh, chronological uh, order. And then uh, other documents that were not uh, majestic documents but are UFO-related, so I print them also and put that in uh, chronological order and then uh, start to read them, all of them, like a book. So I read them. So I started the, uh, the document that are date from close to 1940, 1942, uh, till 1990. And they, there are also uh, many um, Canadian documents from the Canadian government uh, while they were uh, studying UFOs in the 50s right. uh, with the Project Mag- Magnet with, with uh, Wilbur Smith. Wilbur Smith, yes. Yeah, and I went to... Uh, these documents were a little bit harder to to grab your hand on because uh, they are in the kind of vault of the University uh, of Ottawa mm-hmm. and their uh, special archives, uh, Archibury uh, archives. But you can... Any, anybody can go there and uh, ask to... Uh, to see them and to read them and uh, even have some uh, copy. And uh, so I went to Ottawa and spent many days there with my wife while she was out, uh, you know, shopping and visiting Ottawa. (laughs) So so I stayed in uh, this uh, library to, you know, study those documents and grab a copy of them. And uh, with, you know, all those... uh, many hours of studying and and then I have you know a pretty uh, good picture of the involvement of the Canadian government the US government and the UFO matter since the 40s uh, and is it's very very interesting because it's a complete different story than those uh, government tell us uh, actually uh, what more interesting is Paul or uh, start to talk about it. Not because he was personally involved in you know the cover up, but he, he had people around him that sure. they, they they knew. They well, knew Paul that. Paul Hellier was the former Minister of Defense for Canada, and he was also yep. the Deputy Prime Minister under uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Mm-hmm. So you know he this guy. In fact, he's on tomorrow night. So we're looking forward to speaking to uh, to uh, Mr. Hellier, but let me let me ask you something, uh, Serge. I'm sorry, Mark. What do you think these UFOs are? Are they from other planets? And I guess the big question: Why the conspiracy? Why the cover up? Why the truth embargo? Have you heard? By, I'm pretty sure you you heard about uh, Werner von Braun when he. He said, uh, Carol Rosen, about the famous, um, how do you say that? Uh, you know I, that I'm French, you know, and English is not my you're first doing, language. Eh? You're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great, yeah. Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Werner von Braun uh, said uh, to uh, Carol Rosen um, when he was... Uh, for working for NASA, mm-hmm. uh, he said there's something going on, and they're going to uh, weaponize or militarize uh, the spa- space, and we have to prevent that. We have to prevent that because um, when they, they're going to accomplish that, uh, we won't know who we are. Mm. We we won't be able to know it, and. Uh, and so far, he's, he's right, because there's so much uh, disinformation going on on all medias, all, you know, even in, in, on the Internet uh, or uh, the mass media uh, that everybody uh, listening, uh, uh, like the normal TV, if you can say that, it's like that. Um, so um, he was right for that, but the, the the thing is, the thing to know about it is who we are. So who we are, yes, we are human beings, but human, human beings are probably a little bit more than we think. Uh, and I have a theory about it, and it's re- DNA-related. 
you know that there's uh, only three uh, percent of our uh, genetic that is uh, codon. How do you say codon? That is uh, linked. Right. Can we say that? That's linked? right. Yeah. So it's like there's ninety-seven percent of our DNA that is mm -hmm. uh, doesn't serve for nothing. I don't think that's a natural mistake. I think there's something else to it. And in the ancient scriptures, uh, the Popol Vuh, uh, the Mayan Bible, somebody uh, like to call it like that, uh, they said when the first people of our civilization were created by the gods, um, the gods uh, asked them, what do you see? What do you what do you know? Mm -hmm. And they knew everything and they see through everything. So I said, oh, no, 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 that's not good. They, they, they're too, uh, too smart. So why don't we just uh, make them so they just see around them so they can, uh, they, they would be able to serve us as God, you know? So uh, the... the the myth, the Mayan myth said, then the God just uh, uh, create uh, the humans just uh, because they, they, they don't want them uh, to, um, to be uh, in competition with the God. So um, they made them uh, less... Uh, uh, they don't see far... And they don't know everything, so they just see around them, and they don't know everything, so they could uh, continue to serve God. And in the Sumer Sumerian mythology, it's a little bit like that. So my theory is, um, it's different than uh, Zacharias Sitchin, who uh, said that uh, us people, uh, um, the extraterrestrial or whatever, uh, whoever uh, they were, mm -hmm. uh, they uh, mix our, uh, they, they took uh, Homo erectus and then uh, upgrade them to Homo sapiens. Right, yeah. The missing yeah, link. I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I think that there, there were some humans before, humans, that uh, on Earth mm -hmm. uh, that were endemic to this planet, and they had uh, hundred percent uh, DNA, you know. So with that, they were the the new everything, and they uh, you know they were um, omniscient. We say that you know they 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 were connected to everything with that. But I think that the the change they've done to us is that it's not to upgrade it, it's to downgrade us, right. so we can be uh, more uh, servile or... Servile. Uh, yeah. Is it possible then, uh, Mark, that the gods that we've learned about in history were actually extraterrestrials? Uh, definitely. Pretty sure of that. Hmm. All, all the ancient myth talks about the gods are that were coming from the sky, yeah. and with the, um, they were uh, flying on, you know, a luminous uh, big thing, and you know, this like uh, the the way they they were describing it, it's like you know, uh, aircraft, spaceship, and mm -hmm. even in the, the uh, Hindu uh, mythology, you have uh, the the even give name to uh, those ships, they, they were uh, Vimanas, and those ships, uh, there were some that, you know, were just flying uh, around the earth. Uh, other ones were to uh, fly uh, within our uh, planetary system, and uh, so and so. So they, they, they even knew about the atomic bomb uh, uh, hundred years before uh, it happens in 45, so did they, I'm pretty sure even uh, uh, the, the, there was um, some ancient advanced civilization before us that uh, had uh, advanced technology uh, and more advanced that we have now. 
because I did also some uh, archaeological uh, research. Mm -hmm. And what we know actually about uh, our history is not even close to what it was, really. You know, the, uh, and I did some uh, geological uh, research, and I asked to do a master's degree in a, in a geo-archaeological uh, uh, project, and it was refused <laughs> because it says, no, no, uh, we don't uh, want to, uh, you know, chase uh, uh, ancient uh, civilization. Uh, you know, it's they, they were, you know, uneasy with that. Mm -hmm. So they said, no, you, you can do a master degree in uh, research for uh, ancient uh, civilization under the, the ocean. So, you know. <laughs> I was not going to, uh, you know, uh, be them for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I understand that. Let, let me ask you, as the regional director of MUFON in Quebec, you're also a certified field investigator. How, you know, are there many UFO reports that come to you from Quebec? Oh, yes. <laughs> every week. Really? Uh, and sometimes uh, every day, you know. The, but that... Um, Close encounter, mm -hmm. they're uh, more scarce, but uh, the usual that we uh, we have uh, heard of is uh, you know flybys, right. uh, light uh, far away, uh, but they're not satellites, they're not the interna international space station, uh, they're not the asteroids, you know, they're UFO bar, but too far away to you know uh, identify them. Uh, but I have uh, some uh, interesting, interesting close encounter, like uh, people that uh, were seeing a huge uh, black triangle uh, mm -hmm. just in front of their house, and I had to investigate one of of them in the Ayer Laurentian uh, near Mont Tremblant, and uh, the, the, there were uh, two witnesses, and the the, the woman was. Uh, shocked because for her the, uh, this all uh, UFO and the extraterrestrial, uh, extraterrestrial thing uh, didn't exist but when she saw you know, the 300 uh, feet wide black triangle, uh, triangle uh, pass just uh, in front of her house she she she, she got something <laughs> and um, so I I like to uh, continue to do some uh, investigation because I can see in real time what's happening actually. Uh, so uh, I'm investigator for uh, the uh, Quebec UFO Association mm -hmm. and uh, also for MUFON. And within the MUFON organization, I can see a case coming from all over Canada and even uh, from uh, all over the United States. So we, we see... Uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty uh, much uh, activity everywhere, not not just in Quebec. In Quebec, uh, probably because you know it's not uh, as uh, populated area as uh, New York or sure. uh, Eastern United States, but there uh, lots of sighting also. Where where based on the uh, the information that is that is supplied to MUFON, where is the Hotspot of UFO activity in Canada. Yeah, I don't think there's a hotspot. No, way. there. It, it it's, looks like they're everywhere. Hmm. Um, it's even that the, there. There's a many statistic about that, and you know it's uh, UFO sightings. Um, it's related to human, and mm -hmm. this is—it's very hard to uh, do some uh, ge generalization, you know, some statistic out of that, right? Because we we have uh, UFO sightings uh, at night uh, because people uh, go out to uh, smoke a cigarette. So uh, when you you start to read the report. Okay, I was going out and uh, to smoke a cigarette, and I was looking up, and then I saw uh, so and so, you know. So the and 
it's not everybody that will report a UFO. Uh, many people do, doesn't know that uh, there's a UFO uh, association uh, where where you can contact if you see one, because nobody talks about it. It's it's not it's very rare here in uh, in Montremblant. Uh, I used to. Um, do some uh, to write some uh, articles yes. and uh, they publish them you know so people know that i'm there mm-hmm. if they see ufo contact me you know uh, but it's not everywhere that you have a ufologist that they're open to uh, you know take a report of uh, everybody and to announce itself because you don't here in Quebec, you don't you don't live out of ufology. You have to have a full time job, sure. you know. So, and because of the uh, aura, I always say that because of you know the 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 way the people think mm-hmm. about UFO, it's a little bit uh, you know you're weird because you're interesting in UFO. You're uh, not a psycho, but you know, yeah, not yeah. far from it. Yeah. So, and you have to um, to uh, be in a mood that you don't care about uh, what people think about you, and uh, you, you say you do that because lots of people ne- need to talk about it. The, if I go back to that, you know, uh, big uh, triangle case. Yeah. Uh, the woman was. Um, traumatized really she she lose her hair and stuff like that she was traumatized she she really need to talk about it it's and she said where am i'm gonna go to talk about it they will you know lock me uh, up and uh, sure. give me some good pills because uh, you're crazy those things uh, those things uh, doesn't exist so sometimes uh, as ufologists you have to give a little um psychological uh, uh, support mm-hmm. for these people because they, they got nowhere else to to go to ask for help about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, that is so true. Than, that is so true. People yep. need to open up. They need to talk. It's no good mm-hmm. if they keep that information bottled up inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not yeah, good for lots them. lots of people. And uh, two weeks ago, we uh, we've done... Uh, you know, little conference mm-hmm. uh, south of uh, Montremblant. Right. And uh, it was organized by uh, an abductee, and she was abducted in 1976 or something like that. And it's a pretty uh, known uh, case in Quebec. And she decided to organize uh, an event where people you know, uh, that were involved in UFO sightings or abduction or things like that, uh, will be able to talk. So uh, it was pretty nice uh, to her to, to do that. So uh, she asked me, do you want to uh, to be the, how do you say that, animator? Is that a good, uh, you know, to... Um, the MC, the Master of Ceremonies. Yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I said, yes, uh, why not? Sure. And usually when I give a conference, it's me who talks to, uh, for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. But now I, I was just you know opening it and then uh, leading the, the witnesses. Um, it was different, but it was very something, you know, because during three hours, the people that were talking there were people that had uh, some serious sightings. We, we start with, you know, um, encounter of the first kind, right. second kind, third kind, third kind, and even the fifth kind, you know. And we had a very nice surprise. It was um, I don't know if you have heard of the case in the Zimbabwe, Africa, where the, the kids... Uh, got uh, an encounter with the little greys. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, they, they talked to them in their heads, and, yeah. uh, you know, John Mack got there to investigate the case. And But, but this case, you know, go go back uh, 20 years, and there was one of the main witnesses from there that were, you know, it happened to be here. 
uh, was uh, Luigi uh, Venditelli, uh, another uh, MUFON investigator that, you know, is uh, investigating another uh, big case in St. Adolphe. And uh, so we invited him to talk about this case. And he, he happened to, I don't know how he did that, but, you know, she was with him and she, she talked about the case and people wouldn't believe it. It's the, the, the case from Zimbabwe, you know. Right. <laughs> the, the girl, she's 20-something now, and she talked about it, and it was very, very something. And, and you know, in ufology, it's always uh, full of surprise, and that, that was really interesting. So I so, hope it will be something like that uh, in the Alien uh, Cosmic Expo in Brentford. Uh, I'm pretty sure it will be like that also. All right, as, please uh, stand by. Mark, you and I have to take a short break. We'll be back shortly. Exonation, my guest this hour is Mark Saint-Germain. He is um, a MUFON author and UFO investigator. He is also the regional director of MUFON. And uh, you know what? He lives in Mont-Tremblant, one of the most beautiful parts of the Quebec Laurentians. And uh, the skiing up there is just out of this world. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Mark as we continue talking about UFOs, alien abductions, and much more. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and you're listening to us worldwide on the Starcom Radio Network. Don't go away. Unwilling to be the government's deadly assassin, gifted psychic Kahara Mitchell went AWOL and ended up buried under rubble in the wake of a great tsunami. She regained consciousness far from Earth on the medical ship of a Dagaronian intergalactic fleet. Has she been rescued or abducted by aliens? The Chalice of Carrie, Kahira O'Donnell's latest paranormal science fiction romance, is the passionate story of an Earth woman and her destined mates, twin kings from another galaxy. Kahara uses her gifts fighting alongside Lords Rom and Ra in a war that will determine the destiny of galaxies. The Chalice of Kari by Kahira O'Donnell is now available at kahiraodonnell.com or at amazon.com. Hip Talk is an expert in exorcisms, psychic warfare, soul healing, angelology, soul retrieval, demonology, energy healing, long distance healing, astral healing, and much more. Nita is an interfaith minister because she believes all gods and goddesses are valid and that they are part of one divine force that is incomprehensible to us who are incarnated upon this earth. Nita has been doing astral healing, distant healing, spirit release, exorcism, house cleansing and blessings, soul restoring and revival, psychic vampire removal and curse removal, and much more for over 40 years. For more information or to contact Nita Hickok, visit her website at www.astralhealer.com. That's www.astralhealer.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. I'm Rob McConnell, and welcome to the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Today on the X-Zone, the Celtic after death. (laughs) 
Many ancient European cultures believed that the human souls could transmigrate into animals, birds, and plants as well as into other men and women. Celtic peoples held that the immortal soul passed from body to body for all eternity. Irish warriors had no fear of death, for they knew that if they were struck down in battle, it was only the end of one of their many lives. The Celts were so sure of living again that they would even lend money on the promise of assured repayment in a future life. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Sponza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-800-610-7035 is our toll-free number. My email is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV, and you can listen to the X-Zone 724-365 at www.xzoneradiotv.com. Don't forget... The Ed Till Show, Monday through Friday, from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. in the afternoon. And then the Real Music Weekend, right here on the Starcom Radio Network. And yes, the X-Zone, Monday through Friday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. My guest this hour is Marc Saint-Germain, and uh, he is a MUFON-certified field investigator, UFO researcher, writer, and lecturer. He lives in the beautiful... Laurentians of Quebec in the beautiful little town of Mont-Tremblant. And uh, if you'd like more information on Mark, visit his website, marksaintgermain.com. And I'm going to spell it for our English audience. www.marcstgermain.com. And that's marcstgermain.com. Mark, um, in your opinion, as, as, as a UFO investigator, what is the most, the most important case in ufology? Oh, boy. <laughs> the most important case of ufology. Yeah. The smoking, you know, the one that people look at. When, they're, when they try to say, UFOs are real, let me tell you about this case, bang. Which case would that be, in your opinion? In my opinion, it's the Roswell crash. <laughs> because I've studied so much, um, you know, I've studied so much, and mm-hmm. there's so much things that were said about it, and uh, those things were not all, you know, uh, right mm-hmm. because of the cover-up and the disinformation going on. And I think that's uh, that particular case that uh, got me right into ufology because I want to, I want to know about it. I want to know what really happened there. Uh, was there really a saucer? Were there, uh, you know, some uh, extraterrestrial bodies recovered? Even this one, um, uh, one that was supposed uh, supposedly alive. So, uh, so I, I, you know, tried hard to know about it, mm-hmm. and that's what led me to. Uh, uh, the CIA, the, the creation of the CIA and National Security Council, and uh, and then uh, some years later to uh, and the, the NSA and all those agencies were involved in the the, U, the UFO matter. And when uh, first I 
talk to people that don't know nothing about it. They're mm-hmm. you know, surprised and more than surprised. They don't believe me. So it, it makes me understand that the the it's a kind of big psychological warfare, you know, and they they, they were. Uh, uh, name it like that. It's uh, they 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 uh, create uh, psychological uh, board uh, strategy board yes. in the 1951 with the uh, Gordon Gray. But it was started a little bit before that, and all all of that was created just to um, to make people believe in something else that they want to. They, they don't want them. They don't want us to uh, to know what really was going on, because it's like they were in a secret war with some other race from other planets. So it may uh, seem very, um, uh, you know, uh, how do you say it? Um, uh, you, you may worry, uh, being worried about it. Very right. much, <laughs> because being at war with some other race that you don't know nothing about it, it's you know um, it's kind of worrying. Um, but they, they, I think they they handled that very well, and even uh, with without anyone's knowledge, uh, and that's why here in uh, 2015. Uh, when we talk about that, it says you're you're nuts, you're crazy. That nothing, and those things are real, you know. Mm-hmm. And even books are written today to say that no, Roswell didn't happen. It was some uh, uh, Russian uh, ships with some uh, crippled kids, and you know what? What's that? It's you know even a funnier story than the the real one. So, what people are going to to believe? What you know? Uh, what are they uh, going to to believe in? So, uh, you have to to uh, do a lot of research. And in the problem ufology is is the problem that doesn't pay much. You know, it doesn't pay at all. So, sure. if you are uh, if you want to know something, you have to invest your time and money. Uh, in research and, and readings, and so you, you have to be more than passionate. You have to be obsessed <laughs> about it. So I can't say that I'm really obsessed about knowing the truth about it. So that, that's why. That's what. I, that's the reason why I wrote the book because I have so much information after all the research I've done. So I decide to uh, to share this information. And it was structured in a way uh, that was going to be easy to understand because you, you, there's, it's a little bit complicated when you don't, you, you, you get in that uh, topic for the first time. Right. Uh, lots of people that don't know nothing about it just go on the internet and you know type UFOs and say, oh my God, there are so many things. How can we know what's real? What's uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I said, you, you have to spend uh, a lot of time, you know, and more than that, you know, you have to 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 dedicate your life to it <laughs> if you really want to. But and I think it's important because it, it, it's important if if it's true. Um, that means that we're first of all what we're not alone and. What do they want? And what, what happened? Are they uh, evil? Are they uh, uh, benevolent? Or what are they? Well, what do, what and, do you uh, think they are? Are they evil? Do they pose a danger to humanity? Uh, it's like humanity. It's, uh, there's uh, many kinds of people, uh, good and bad, and some other that don't care about anything, so mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about them. And... Wilbur Smith, while he was doing his uh, Project Magnet, yes. um, first thing you want to know is what they want. 
You know, yeah. well, what do they want from us? Uh, what, what, are they uh, good or bad? So he, he did a little research, and mm-hmm. then uh, I think in 52 or so, he, he wrote something. He said, uh, oh, yes, uh, there are many uh, different uh, types, and some work for our um, evolution. Some uh, see us as brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, they want us to uh, get into uh, you know a greater uh, structure of uh, like uh, in a cosmic way, mm-hmm. that kind of. And uh, other are there just to accomplish a plan, and some other are there, but you know they they do their thing and don't care about us. You know they're here just to uh, take some resources that we we don't we don't even. Uh, know about it because uh, you know they're just they come and go and that's it so that there are all kinds of different ones and what I think happened in the 50s and the 60s is uh, it's my personal theory right <laughs> and it's that there were uh, in fact good ones that they want us to um, to take a good path Mm-hmm. for our uh, advancement and they even reach some uh, of uh, of the higher ups in the government all over the planet and uh, the problem is um, they the, the, the these government they really they already add some kind of pact with other Nations, yes, uh, but it was they, they, it's like an illegal illegal pact. So they they, they don't want to talk about that um, overtly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that's what it's so covertly because it's kind of you know it, it looks like you know there are um, laws and uh, rules on the planet. But there's also uh, kind of them in the greater structure, uh, and the the, the higher ups who knows about the alien presen- pre- presence and that we're not alone and that uh, uh, lots of uh, many different species that are moving around us, um, they know uh, probably about those law and so that. Probably that's why they're uh, they, they they act covertly, and uh, and lots of people are often asking me, uh, "You're not afraid because you know it's like you're challenging the government." It's not it's not the the, the elect government government. This one I think it's more puppet than the real one. You know, there's another one above it, and and. Why I'm not afraid? Because I'm not the one who's doing an illegal thing, you know. They are. The, the thing that they're doing, you know, uh, it's like enslaving our civilization. Uh, it's, you know, that's illegal from right. a larger law point of view. Uh, so... So, Satters, yep. when, when, uh, I'm sorry, I keep calling you Satters, and I, yeah. I, I apologize. <laughs> um, Mark, when, when we, when, you're going to be at the Alien Cosmic Expo. What are you going to be talking about? Um, I'm going to talk uh, on Saturday at 11.30. At, uh, the, the first lecture is going to be a historical ufology of the Second World War, from mm-hmm. the Battle of Los Angeles to Operation Pepperclip. Right. Um so the title says everything. It's, uh, it's pretty uh, obvious. And on Sunday, it's going to be uh, the UFO cover-up and the global psychological warfare. It's based on the information that I have in my book. Uh, but, you know, I do that on a PowerPoint and, uh, you know, with slides, so people would, right. you know, like to see so it's going to be uh, very interesting because, and it's going to be the first time that my uh, book will be available in English. Uh, so I'm working hard uh, right now. Um, 
about the translation. It's not, I'm not trans translated it myself, but I having uh, people uh, working on it uh, right now, and uh, it's gonna be uh, ready. I hope uh, for uh, for the end of June for the Alien Cosmic Expo. We're looking forward to uh, to to meeting you and to learning more about what's going on in Quebec because you know you don't hear very many. Well, in the mainstream media, you don't hear a lot about UFOs in Canada. Why do you think that is? Uh, like I said, it's uh, it's a low populated area. If you compare that to uh, United States and uh, Eastern uh, United States, like uh, New York, uh, Philadelphia, and uh, big cities like that, mm -hmm. and probably because uh, people are not aware that they can uh, they have uh, places to call if they see one because uh, the UFO reported probably that it's like, it's like uh, I don't know uh, 10% of what actually uh, real people see UFOs you know uh, the, the those that are reported Yes, the UFOs that are reported it's probably uh, only ten percent, uh, because well, there there's many reasons. I, I even met people um, that uh, tell me about their sighting, but they've never reported. You know, so why didn't you report it? Because I didn't know, uh, or you know, there's many reasons. So lots of people see things, but they don't report it. Sometimes that because they don't want to. People think they're crazy, so they keep that for themselves. And the best way to uh, to uh, reach to these people is by uh, like we're doing actually giving a, a conference lecture and uh, stuff like that, so people get interested. And many people that are attending to those uh, events, uh, it's uh, the quasi majority. Mm -hmm. um, you know, two weeks ago, <clears throat> I asked uh, people uh, that were that, that came to the, <clears throat> the the conference, how many people uh, here uh, saw UFO or uh, were involved in something uh, related uh, UFO related? Uh, almost everybody raised their hands. So, <laughs> you know, wow. lots of people were you know, but and uh, not not uh, not all of them have reported them. Do you think that more and more people are are coming out and and talking about their cases, uh, uh, whether it's a UFO sighting, a UFO close encounter, or even an alien abduction? Do you find they're coming out more and more and more? Yes, I think so. Because uh, of the Internet, the, the, mm -hmm. these people uh, see that they're not alone uh, living uh, these... Uh, these things so uh yes there there there's an opening there are people are more inclined to uh to tell their story and uh, their experience for, for some um, so those events are you know good uh, good place for that tell, tell me uh, mark how many mufon investigators are there to cover the entire province of quebec oh there's not a lot <laughs> uh just for MUFON, I think uh, less than 10. But if we take uh, other uh, association, mm -hmm. uh, it can be uh, more than, uh, it's less than 100, but more than 50. It's between 50 and 100, but uh, for the whole Quebec. But all the UFO association uh, together, uh, the Quebec one. Do all the different UFO associations in Quebec share the share the information? Uh, uh, you mean uh, between uh, Be between, between the us? different? Yes, you know, like like in in the police force uh, in Quebec, there all the all the all the police forces. You mean and, like like a network? Yeah, like the CRPQ in Quebec, the Centre de Renseignement Policier du Québec, that. All Quebec police officers have access to this database 
uh, which in turn is also hooked up with CPIC in Ottawa. So the information on crime is shared between, uh, let's say, the uh, Boucherville Police Department, Community Urban de Montréal, Sartates, Quebec, and all the other police forces. Is this the way the UFO community exchanges information, or is it very compartmentalized? Uh, it's a little both of that. It's uh, it's not a you know a linked network yeah. uh, that you can uh, you know go and see uh, with your computer other uh, association uh, sightings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can call them and you can ask them, uh, and they're um, often you know their case, their main case. They put that on their website, right. so you can access them by by their website. But there, there's no uh, network for say. If anyone listening tonight in Quebec would like to file a UFO report in Quebec, what is the best website for them to go to? Uh, depends. If they're an English-speaking person, I will uh, recommend the MUFON. Mm-hmm. It's uh, MUFON Canada because you know MUFON Canada is uh, for all uh, Canadian provinces. Uh, and if they're uh, French speaking, they're, they can also uh, join MUFON or uh, the uh, Association Québécoise d'Ufologie. They, they got their website, and uh, with the Association Québécoise d'Ufologie, it's the Quebec UFO Association, uh, <clears throat> they are a section director. Mm-hmm. So if, like, you're South Shore of Montreal, there's one there, or, you know, because it's a large area of Quebec. So uh, I have. Uh, one of the directors uh, just before uh, I called you mm-hmm. uh, of the Quebec UFO Association asked me uh, to investigate the UFO triangle in the south shore, south shore of Montreal. It says pretty too far for me, <laughs> you know. Sure, you're way you're way up in the range. Uh, yeah. yeah, please ask somebody there <laughs> <laughs> because they, they like me and when I do that because you know I I take the uh, investigation uh, very seriously and uh, even uh, sometimes I bring a camera and I film uh, the witness and I do a little uh, YouTube video with you know uh, uh, you know image on them Mm -hmm. but you know right now it's too far when when it's in my area I don't correct, but when it's too far, I can't be everywhere. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Mark, the time for us to say so long has come up. This has been a great hour. I want to thank you very, very much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure uh, for you to share the information with us. I look forward to meeting you in person at Branford at the Alien Cosmic Expo, June the 26, 27, and 28. ExoNation, if you'd like more information on Mark St. Germain, his website is Mark St. Germain. Dot com and for all the information pertaining to the um, the Alien Cosmic Expo, www.aliencosmicexpo.com. Well, that's it for tonight, Exo Nation. I'll be back uh, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock here on the Starcom Radio Network as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. So until tomorrow night, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. to be able to read other people's minds well the next best thing is here when you know how to read a person's name you know how the person thinks feels and behaves each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime 
Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Thank you.